Hey everyone, good morning. As I was thinking about this come this Sunday uh, approaching and kind of the things that I want to share with you and, and the activities we're going to have, it occurred to me that, that today, if uh, I really wanted it to feel more like, <clears throat> excuse me, I wanted it to feel more like a field trip than a regular day in school or a regular day in church. Um, uh, today, I sort of want to be the, the field trip teacher or the field trip parent that's coming along. Um, with us as we as we uh, anticipate doing something special and something fun together. Um, I love a, a number of things that people have brought to my mind whenever they've written articles that, that I've, I've compiled and put together and intend to distribute to you uh, today and, and also in the coming days, um, whenever that's convenient for you to pick it up. Um, we have we have actually some special plants or trees today. Some some wonderful uh, hardwood red maple trees. Um, I think they they come in three varieties, and the variety that you get, it's not going to matter. They're all fantastic and beautiful with names like Autumn Blaze and um, just just incredible trees. And I'm grateful for the people that have helped make this day come to pass. And I'm grateful especially for my father um, putting all of this together and and intending, I believe, to bless you with it. I'm going to ask you, if you would, to just pray with me for a moment, and then we'll uh, go through the rest of my lesson today. Father, I'm grateful that that while uh, I'm saying these words and, and other folks are listening to them, and we have thoughts and intents uh, running through our hearts right now, we have burdens, uh, we have joys. We have things that, that we just want to share with you as our God and as our healer and as our friend and as our parent who loves us. Um, Father, we're grateful that you hear. I'm also grateful that you speak, um, that, that you give us things to listen to in this life through nature, through the word, um, in so many ways that you're speaking to us all around us. Please make us aware of it. Please bless the preaching of the word today and also bless the hearing of the word. Father, thank you for loving us the way that you have. Thank you for the Christ. And I pray in his name. Amen. I think uh, probably as you listen to this on, on YouTube or uh, or as you, some will be hearing me on, on a Sunday morning. Um, Justin will have already read this, or someone else will have already read it in assembly, but I'm going to read it again. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 11, Moses recorded, Then God said, Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees, trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. And then in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 9, he said, The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food, in the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Let's think about the significance of trees. Trees are specifically mentioned in the account of creation. They were a special part of the garden where Adam and Eve walked with God. In Genesis 12 and, and 13, later on in, in the account that Moses recorded, he said that when Abraham traveled, certain trees marked the spots where he chose to stay and live. In Genesis 12, 6, says Abraham Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Moray at Shechem. As I was thinking about this, it occurred to me, you know, there, there probably weren't a, a whole lot of street signs. Um, there, there probably wasn't 
signs over the highway announcing that here, welcome to Bentonville. Um, but you had what they had and the things that were impressive to them that, that they used to mark, in, in certain instances at least, specific spots was things like the great tree of Moreh at Shechem. In, ver, in chapter 13 and verse 18, Moses recorded, So Abram went to live near the great trees of Mamre at Hebron, where he pitched his tents, and there he built an altar to the Lord. Trees provided the lumber for building of Israel's tabernacle. Solomon's plans included extensive use of the great cedars of Lebanon. Trees provide shade from the sun, a tall place to extend our view, an adventure for kids who love to climb, beauty that indicates change of seasons, oxygen which helps sustain life, and even inspiration to poets. You've heard this before, haven't you? Joyce Kilmer, I think that I shall never see a poem lovely as a tree, a tree whose hungry mouth is pressed against the earth's sweet flowing breast, a tree that looks at God all day, lifts her leafy arms to pray, a tree that may in summer wear a nest of robins in her hair, upon whose bosom snow has lain, who intimately lives with rain. Poems are made by fools like me, but only God can make a tree. And it's not a famous poem, and it's one that I've shared before. Uh, it's one of my all-time favorites by a, by a fellow named Douglas Mallock. It's called Good Timber, and it seems particularly appropriate for our, for our uh, time together this morning. A tree that never had to fight for sun and sky and air and light, but stood out in the open plain, always got its share of rain, never became a forest king, but lived and died a scrubby thing. The man who never had to toil to gain and farm his patch of soil, never had to win his share of sun and sky and light and air, never became a manly man, but lived and died as he began. Good timber does not grow with ease. The stronger wind, the stronger trees. The further sky, the greater length. The more the storm, the more the strength. By sun and cold, by rain and snow, in trees and men, good timbers grow. Where thickest lies the forest growth, we find the patriarchs of both. And they hold counsel with the stars, whose broken branches show the scars of many winds and much of strife. This is the common law of life. In all the creation, in all the creation, in nature all around us, in the things that, that are happening, in making noise, sometimes in their silence, that are witnessing all around us, God's voice is speaking. And whether we're using our eyes unaided, or whether we're looking at molecular and cellular components with microscopes, or, or we're extending our view of the universe using optical means or even radio telemetry. God is speaking in all that is seen. His creation is very intentional. The depths of his grace, uh, his presence, his power, his, his infinite wisdom, the depths of these things, the intensity of these things, there are unfathomable things about these things. The depth is a mystery to us. But the fact of them is not. The fact of God's grace, of his presence, of his power, of his wisdom. These are not a mystery. He's made it clear and he wants us to receive his mind. 
There are voices speaking all around us to reveal these things to us. The psalmist had this in mind, I think, when he when he uh, wrote Psalm 19. In verses 1 to 4, uh, there's, there's one voice that he calls our imaginations and our attention to. And then in verses 9 to 11 and other verses in the psalm, uh, he calls our attention to another voice that's speaking. And he wants us to hear. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. And night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. And yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. And then uh, skipping on down, verse 9 to 11, the decrees of the Lord are firm. All of them are righteous. They're more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They're sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. And by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. I know, I know, I know, of course, faith is a choice, but it's not a blind choice. God gives us evidence of his presence and his power, and it's all around us. The voice of the creation, is it speaks along with the voice of the written word. It calls for us to hear our Father and to walk with him in this life. And this morning, I'm calling your attention to a particularly wonderful part of our God's creation. A part of it that I believe is, will speak to us today, has spoken to us in the past, and will speak to us in the future. And that is trees. It was a curse involving a tree with which Satan sought to murder the Christ. And it was that same tree which God Almighty used to give all mankind free access to hope and to life. Our God is a God who brings light out of darkness. He brings hope in the midst of despair. He brings purpose in defiance of aimlessness. Man designs and is talented and builds and improves and accomplishes, but it's only God who truly creates. And one of his amazing creations is trees. I could not begin to squeeze all the instructions from even this one single aspect of the creation into this lesson. And so I asked several members of our church family to bless our family by contributing short stories or articles involving some aspect of nature and often especially trees for you to receive this morning, along with your own, your very own family maple tree. So those things are going to be, will be passed out today. And, and just, I want you to be blessed by both of those things. And I hope that you will be. I believe that you will be. And now here's what I hope is the most poignant part of what I wanted to share with you this morning. It's been a historically unusual and for many a particularly difficult year. Our intent this morning is to give you a tree for you to plant to signify something that's really special for your family. A reminder tree. A reminder that God is on the throne. A reminder that if we do not sow, we do not reap. In other words, if you don't, you harvest what you plant. And if you don't plant, you don't harvest. A reminder that we cannot make a tree grow. Or a person. But we can plant, and we can provide supplemental watering. We can pull weeds. We can do various things like that where we, where we contribute. We provide for growth. And God, who provides sunshine and rain, has promised to reward our efforts with growth. He said in a Hebrew writer said in chapter 11, verse 6, Without faith, it's impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. 
Our God is a God that takes things that are done, small things that are done, and who produces amazing things. Um, in, in sort of in testament to those small things. You know, it's, it strikes me that family and trees have a lot in common. They both take great care. They'll always experience considerable struggle, considerable struggle in order to become strong. Both of them need roots. Both need acceptable soil. And it occurs to me that both are a lot more resilient sometimes than what we think they are, especially when they're attended with mercy. It's important to get these trees that we're going to be passing out into the ground and cared for prior to the ground becoming frozen. And fortunately in Arkansas, uh, we've got a pretty good window in order to be able to do that, and it reaches even into the month of December. As you received the news that we were going to give you a tree today, maybe you began thinking about where you'd plant it and hope to put it in someplace where it can thrive and can provide many benefits and memories for years to come. You know, my experience has indicated to me that our families, mine and, and per perhaps yours, we can lead somewhat of a haphazard existence at times. We've all got weaknesses. We all get distracted. Uh, we've all wasted time and energy and resources, and we undoubtedly will in the future. And if you're an exception to that and you don't find yourself identified in the statement, then please forgive me for using the word all there. But I think it's a largely encompassing uh, thought that that um, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that it's highly likely that as human beings we're less than we want to be. That's sort of human nature. It's, it's the human experience. There's only, after all, been one perfectly complete human being. That's our Christ. But I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to reach high, to reach strong. There's a difference in life being on the one hand, um, having ideals from God and, and willfully striving for them and knowing that we're going to fail and therefore living lives that consistently and humbly confess our weaknesses. There's a difference between that and, on the other hand, simply resigning ourselves to not investing or never, never slowing down enough and never paying enough attention to get intentional in our personal relationship with God in our, and in our family and in our marriages and in our children, in our church and in our neighbors. And we've had some we've had some opportunity to slow down and to sometimes when you slow down you can you pay attention to things that are really important. I don't know if you recall this, but uh, when when Josh started preaching at the beginning of this year and we talked about a theme for this year, our theme was to be still and to know that God is God. Um, we've probably had some opportunity this year to slow down. To be still. I know, I know that doesn't describe everyone, um, but it describes a lot. Maybe you can identify with that. And even if you haven't, haven't had opportunity presented to you, haven't, it hasn't been laid in your lap to slow down, to pay attention, uh, to consider things that are important, then, then still I, I would encourage you, I, I'd even admonish you in life to, to just grab hold of something and stop. Slow down. If we don't plant, if we don't take the time to plant, there's not going to be a noble and gorgeous maple tree in that spot that we've imagined. 
if we don't make decisions similarly to be intentional with our marriages, with our children, with our extended family, with our church, even maybe even starting with our personal relationship to our Father, then we can get five, ten years down the line, and it'll occur to us, hmm, I wish I would have taken the time to plant that tree. Today we will go home, hopefully with a, a small but a significant family project in mind. It's going to take some work, it's going to take a few materials, it's going to take some tools, but as a family, you're encouraged to plant a tree. Beautiful hardwood red maple. And as we care for it and as we see it grow, our desire is that it will remind us and encourage us concerning how important our family is and the time that we choose to invest in one another and what it takes in order for growth to occur. I hope today that you'll go home with three things. I hope that you'll go home with a tree. I hope that you'll go home with a collection of wonderful stories. And I hope that you'll go home with a vision for your family. A great dream. Plant a tree and grow a family.